Hello and welcome to True North EV. Uh, I'm your host, James, uh, coming to you from Ikea, Winnipeg. Unusual spot, but these guys actually are actually doing something about uh, the environment. And uh, this particular location is very EV friendly. Uh, they do have a manager here. That's very open and willing to talk to us. And this is actually going to be the location where I believe we're going to be doing our meetings. Um, and hopefully doing some get-togethers in the summertime. They have a couple of car shows here that uh, I'm hoping to be a part of. Uh, but yeah, so it's been, what, three weeks I think since the last episode. But uh, it's been crazy busy uh with family with work but there's a couple of things that i do want to talk about the aerodynamics of electric vehicles i've noticed this on teslas i've noticed it on my kona uh i, I don't really see much eye paces i i've seen nissan leafs with it it's essentially in the snowy environments the snow seems to collect on the back and so I guess on my Kona, it's going to be on the back hatch and it actually collects and covers the window and the lights and kind of the license plate, that whole back end area, which I guess wouldn't be a problem if we didn't have LED lights. But with the LED lights, it actually seems to it stays on there because the LED lights don't create any heat to melt the snow away. Which could pose some potential safety issues, but uh, just as one of those little things, if you have an electric vehicle, just kind of before you start driving, just make sure you clear off whatever snow is on your lights, especially if you have LEDs. Uh, clear the window and lights. Um, but yeah, uh, there's that. The other big thing, I've been doing a lot of driving around. I am at, so I got my vehicle September. We're now into, what, almost mid-February? And I'm already at 10,000 kilometers. So, been doing a lot of driving. I've actually been doing a lot more uh, using Petro Canada's, uh, not even sure what they're called, Petro Chargers. Uh, their new uh, level three chargers that they installed. Having issues with the one Portage La Prairie location in Manitoba. But when I actually did use it, um, I have... So the Kona has a mode called winter mode. It's exact description. Or let's, I'm going to pull it up so I can actually read it to you from the vehicle. So it says when it's on, it's, uh, so it says battery performance may deteriorate at low temperatures. Using this function to maintain driving and DC charging performances is recommended. However, using this will reduce the driving range. So when I used Petro Canada's charger in Portage Hill Prairie the one time, um, I had the winter mode on because it made sense. It was a really cold day. I believe it was about minus 15, minus 20 degrees that day Celsius. 
so cool day. The battery should have battery warmer and that winter mode should have kicked in should have made for the battery to actually charge nice and quick at that temperature i found i was only getting 24 kilowatts uh there was a tesla next to me a model 3 with an adapter that was actually getting i believe it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or 60 kilowatts but it was there was no reason for me to be getting that low especially with the winter mode on I had more than I was do I was just testing actually the chargers for Petro Canada they were just going online so I wasn't too concerned about the range basically stood around and chatted for a half hour with uh, some of the guys that were doing the installing and with the driver of the Model 3 who was a fantastic guy uh who does way more driving than me. He also got his Model 3 in September, and I believe he was at double the kilometers I had. So I was very jealous of that. I want to be able to drive that much. Uh, he was also retired, though. But, um, so, long story short, I didn't like that speed. So the next day, I actually had to go even farther out and actually legitimately needed to charge. And uh, I decided I was going to take winter mode off. About the same temperature, so still cold out, took winter mode off. And when I actually got to the charger, I was actually getting, I believe the highest I saw was about 80 kilowatts that it went to. So I'm not totally sure what winter mode is supposed to be doing it seems to be doing the opposite when it's turned off it actually allows me to charge quicker and the sad part is i can't actually find out any info i've asked the little kona forums and i've called the dealerships and unfortunately the dealerships don't seem to know much about the Kona or like those sort of specific things as nobody there drives them. So it's all just, well, the manual says this or the forum says that. So that's the unfortunate thing about driving a vehicle that's newer like this and not a Tesla. Teslas, they seem to, as soon as one comes out, it's basically been completely dissected. People have gone through it where there is not... I'm going to call it what it is. It, there's not, doesn't seem to be as many crazies, EV crazies out there for the Kona, which really sucks when there's actual things I'm trying to find out, but it just means in the future, we'll eventually get the crazies for each different vehicle. Um, but yeah, so there was that, that I really disliked, but other than that, it's still going great. Uh, Still have the issue with uh, the not putting the heat in the morning from my Blue Link app. But it's only if I leave the vehicle overnight. So we're hoping that I'm starting to narrow down the issue. Maybe I'll actually have a solution for next winter. I guess we'll see. Uh, I guess if it's blowing cold in the summer, that's not a big deal. It's actually the choice. <laughs> the choice I would make for that. Um, so yeah. And what else do we got here? The all season tires. 
we're we're now kind of getting into we had the snowy season now we're kind of into the slippery snow type deal so we are starting to see the limitations of the factory tires which it's apparently the slipperiness i do a lot of driving between work and home so it's i'm pretty okay with it but definitely going to get winter tires for next year uh what else can i say we are we're getting closer to making a decision on the cyber truck because i believe that's gonna be the next vehicle for us we're probably gonna trade the kona in for a cyber truck in about five years uh just because for me, it makes the most practical sense. I We do a lot of camping, or we're hoping to. We've done a lot of camping in our Honda uh, Insight. With this Kona, looking at the amount of storage we have, we're not sure how much camping we can do. But I'd like to actually do a lot more camping now. And I like to go out into the woods. If I have a truck... I needed to actually be a truck. I'm not one to baby the paint or anything. So the cyber truck makes the most uh, sense in that aspect. As if you get a scratch, you just kind of scotchy it out, I believe. Or steel wool, one of those two. Kind of just brush it out. It's not. A, you don't have to worry about paint or rust or anything like that. Uh, the wife's not a big fan of driving a bigger vehicle. Although she says she might get used to it. This, the Kona is a little wider uh, than our Honda Insight. So it's definitely something that you just get used to. Uh, and then for what's coming up, I am going to be trying to get another car show going. Uh so we were going to do, I was going to plan another one for Ikea, but just with how discussions are going with us may, maybe doing a few meetings here for our Manitoba Electric Vehicle Association, I don't think we're going to do here. Uh, there's a place just north of Winnipeg. It's an area called Okamic Marsh. I'm not totally sure what goes on in the winter. I'm going to look more into it. Um... But it's kind of the main landing area for Canadian geese when they're either coming back in the spring or going down in the fall. Um, so might try to do a showing there. They also have a level two charger there. Should be cool to just go see or whatnot. The other discussion points I want to make is the Canadian Tire uh, getting level three chargers they're supposed to be done by the end of 2020 and just a big controversy over that that people are complaining about how the federal government is basically giving canadian tire money to install level three chargers which they also did for like petro canada uh, i believe pv mart got money from the government there's been a lot of bigger companies getting funding. I'm not totally sure why Canadian Tire is the one that everybody has decided to 
pick out of the crowd and complain about. But I go with if we're subsidizing all the our gas uh, and essentially making gas so much cheaper, I don't understand what the big deal is with subsidizing chargers. To me, I look at it as it's about the same. And also, it, especially here in Manitoba, it actually helps bring money to uh, the province because we generate our own electricity with hydroelectric power. So I'm not totally sure where all the pushback is coming from. Uh, if it's the big corporate entities getting money, it's we do that already also with oil. We have billions of dollars of subsidies going to the big oil giants to essentially give their boards raises. So I'm hoping that Canadian Tire actually does go ahead and install a lot of these chargers because in the looks of it, it's going to help fill some empty voids that Petro-Canada and their Highway 1 uh, charging path basically doesn't cover. So I do like that idea and I'm hoping it gets done by fall time type deal. I'd like it sooner, but realistically i'd like the fall at least uh the other point is all these uh little towns and kind of touristy places seem to be wanting more level two chargers instead of level threes as a way to actually attract people and kind of i guess force is a bad term but uh more permit uh, electric vehicle owners to stay longer because you're now just plugging into a level two so you might be there for four five six hours type deal where on a level three it might only be an hour or less right um i do i guess i do agree that if it's the town or the city or the museum let's say uh putting the money into buying them. I totally agree. It makes sense for the level two. If it is the bigger companies like the Petro Canada's, like the Canadian Tires, like the Shells, uh, getting them, I think it's really ridiculous that they would do that because what is there to do at a gas station, really? Uh, I, I guess unless the town is sort of subsidizing it to get people but then you're just tying up parking spaces at a gas station which seems a little silly uh -huh. but yeah there's that whole thing going on but i do like that they're expanding it even if i'm going somewhere then i can charge level two i'm gonna be hanging out there a little longer but it then does actually open up the possibilities of where I can go. Uh, the other points I have are about uh, essentially rusting situations, like with the whole Tesla and uh, people complaining about the rust forming on their vehicles, like, uh, what is it called? The rockers. Brain fart there. 
the rocker panels getting all scuffed up and rusting and all that. That's also in areas that use a lot of salt. Here in Manitoba, we don't use that much salt. On the older vehicles, you're going to get that rusting issue, but it's not as pronounced on the newer vehicles. Like, you're not going to have, like, after a year or whatever, or less than a year on some of them, it's going to start rusting. There is, here in Winnipeg, they're actually starting to use beet sugar, or I believe it's called. It's essentially the liquid that comes out of beets, um, but it really helps to melt ice and give traction and all that. So we're looking at using that, which is fantastic. You're not going to get any of the rusting issues. And it's something cool. It turns the roads purple. I haven't seen much of them use it, much roads with it on. It is something new that they've started. I believe just last year was the first year of that. Uh, but it's a way of saving money. And here in Manitoba, we do have a bunch of beet farms. So it helps out the local economy again. And I believe that. I think with electric vehicles, we, in a way, are going to be looking more at the local economy side of it, benefiting from electric vehicles rather than on the with gas and oil and all that you're kind of looking at the big giants right you got the united arabs you got uh texas area you got alberta as the ones really benefiting from the gas and oil industry i guess saskatchewan and parts of manitoba but it's kind of more condensed to be just little spots right where with electric vehicles, you're going to get, you know, the province, you're going to get more of the country that whoever's producing the electricity is getting covered, where that's usually, I believe, in the States, it seems, sounds like there's a lot more smaller power supply companies instead of, like here in Manitoba, it's all Manitoba Hydro. Um, I believe Saskatchewan only has Sask Power. And I believe Alberta has maybe two or three different power companies. But it's a lot bigger of an area that I feel benefits from the oil or from the electricity. Where oil and gas industries aren't going to be as impacted by the whole change into electric vehicles. As we're still going to need plastics. We're still going to need oil. There's still oil in the motors of the electric vehicles. Even though you're not allowed to change it. But uh, it, it's... So all the, I guess, big oil fans that are saying that electric vehicles are going to kill the oil in, industries. It's not. It's going to maybe change what kinds of oil is the main drive. But for... And even that, it's... Gas is still going to be around. You're not going to overnight... Everybody switched to gas vehicles. Although they are switching really quick in places like Europe and China. Here in North America, let's be honest, we're slow. We're slow at change. We're slow at trying new stuff. It's We don't trust it until you can prove to us that it's good enough. right? That's why with the more level 3 chargers, then it's okay. 
more people are willing to buy that electric vehicle because yeah i can actually get to places so i guess that's my little rants of the day in a way it's just going to be a quick one today um i do again want to remind everybody that manitoba electric vehicle association they have their meetings last thursday of every month except in december so if anybody wants to join that that would be fantastic come on board we'd love to see more people there and you can look at the website for that just to see where we're going to be at doing it just because there is a few different locations so manitoba electric vehicle association the other big shout out i want to do is for the podcast kilowatt even though Bodhi is sick he's still doing great with actually doing a way more normal podcast than mine mine's a little broken up and kind of all over the place where his is more just actual facts about all the different electric vehicles um so yeah any questions comments concerns that you might have you can get a hold of me at truenorthev at gmail.com or you can get me at facebook on true north ev podcast and so yeah you guys have yourself a great week and i'll talk to you again soon bye